Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we've been speaking to travel industry professionals from around the world, hearing about what they're working on, what uh, changes they've made over the past year, and more excitingly, what we can expect moving forward. And uh, for those that know me well, you definitely know that I'm very passionate about hospitality. I'm also very passionate about uh, technology and combining the two, I think is very much where the future lies in the industry. And if we've learned anything this past year, we have definitely learned that uh, hospitality tech um, now is the time. It's been the time, but now is really, really the time. So uh, today I'm excited for our guests. I've got David Phillips, who is the co-founder and president of Journey, which is a hospitality tech company powering seamless and contactless accommodation experiences for guests and property owners. So with that being said, David, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's great to meet you and I'm uh, excited to chat with you. Yes, likewise. Um, so why don't we go ahead and bring our listeners up to speed for an introduction. Could you share a bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, happy to. Um, actually, it's funny. My background is not in hospitality or technology. My background is actually in business development. Um, I joined my family business uh, mm -hmm. in my early 20s, um, and it was exactly opposite of nepotism situation where my dad <laughs> was extra hard on me. Um, ha I'm happy, like, you know, to teach me lessons and all from the right place, uh, but made me earn every single thing that I, you know, was able to accomplish and put me on a, basically a dirt cheap salary and said, you make your money on commissions, you have, the company will give you what you need, you got to go make this happen. And, then and I was luck. actually very fortunate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was able to bring the company prior to my arrival to joining the business. It was at $2 million in wholesale sales per year to over 75 million. And so I wow. did that on my own. Um, I brought an extreme amount of value to the company, but it wasn't my business. Mm -hmm. And I was there for a number of years. It took me a while to build up that resume and build up that um, expertise of building a business, building salespeople, building um, expansion, et cetera. And um, I realized in towards quarter three of 2016, that it was time to start looking for something new. And I wanted to use my skill set to build a business that I would own and so that I'd work for myself and have my own company. And funny story is there were two things I was looking at doing. One is day trading, just because mm -hmm. it's something that happened to have fascinated me. Mm -hmm. And one is building a business. And the business I wanted to build was something in the short-term rental space because I saw an opportunity that there was a big shift in the travel sector as a whole. Airbnb came, made this whole new way of stay, and it yeah. was so successful. And it being so successful told me, okay, there's an opportunity here. Mm -hmm. There's some people want something new. I have a skill set to build a business. Let's, let's do this. But I also love trading. And I just started yeah. networking through a mutual friend. And I met my co-founder and partner, Luca who um, we met to, stop, to talk about trading stocks. And when I told him that I was considering starting a company, he said, oh, you got to come to my office and see what I actually do full time. And he was already in the business. No way. Um, so it's such a funny coincidence because we met for a different reason. Yeah. But he took a very technological, data-driven approach to, at the time it was managing uh, mansions for short-term stays and events across LA. Mm -hmm. But he had a full data approach to this industry. And I was like, that speaks to me. And he was like, your skill set speaks to me. And we're like, let's do this together. And uh, that's kind of how it brought me into this whole new sector that oh, I've been wow. in for the last few years. I love that. Well, and you know, I think it's also great what you're saying as far as like your background, because I think all too often, if, if it's, I mean, obviously it's always great to have like the, a certain experience, whether it's like hospitality or tech, but because you're bringing in this different experience, you're bringing a whole new lens to the situation, which is 
desperately what the industry needs. So I actually, I mean, it's to me, it's very advantageous for you to uh, to be doing that. So, um, but before we 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 segue into that, um, yeah. would want to hear more. Um, let's talk more about Journey. So, uh, for those that might not know, what is Journey, and and um, um, I can't say a little bit more of like what exactly inspired you to start it more than like maybe the business side and like these interests. So. Yeah, to share that with everyone. So Journey is, as you mentioned, it's like a, it's a tech-based service that powers these automated experience for travelers and a very seamless experience for property owners. But what mm -hmm. does that mean, practically speaking? Yeah. Basically, Airbnb to to my, my partner and I to us was an indicator that people wanted something different, mm -hmm. and other industries um, and their adoption of technology showed us that people want something different. That being, I'll give a few examples: Netflix, Uber and DoorDash, yeah. food delivery on demand for your smartphone, mm -hmm. streaming entertainment on demand for your smartphone, personal driver on demand for your smartphone. What's the common theme? Smartphone and on demand, on demand. right? Yeah. That's your fingertips and you get it right away. And it told us, and, and being a millennial myself, I luxury to us is, the, is seamless. Seamlessness is the new luxury, right? Mm -hmm. Getting something on demand, bringing the consumer and their experience together as one and removing every impediment to make it as easy as possible to enjoy that experience. Yeah. To us, that's the future in every industry. Airbnb started to touch upon that with offering this booking platform where you can find you know, units or homes or apartments or hotel rooms where you can get easier access to them. But it was just, it's, it's, just, it's a booking platform. It gives yeah. you an, to a huge marketplace. And we thought, what if we can perfect this and build almost Uber for apartments, if you will, or Uber for hotel rooms? a true on-demand empowering experience offering full autonomy to the traveler. So now the millennial and Gen Z consumer of today has this cool lifestyle brand they can get behind where they have full control over their experience in travel. And as we know, uh, high level macro, that yeah. travel is like where everyone spends their money and more yes. and more and more and it's going in that direction because that is the future. The world's becoming smaller. We want to be in different places. Imagine making that on-demand. And that also you know, sp uh, basically gave us the ability to build this technology that allow us to create way above average industry margins because we've automated so many different processes yeah. in the operating of short-term stay hospitality hotels. So now you have the same revenue as a hotel, but without all the costs. And oh, we do wow. that by leveraging the tech. So it's a win-win for the property owner who can make way more money out of their asset yeah. in a seamless way because we'll manage it for them. For the property, uh, for the traveler who gets exactly the product they want. And then Journey offers that service to kind of bring that together. That's so great. It's great. And it, because, I mean, again, you're like, you're bridging that gap, but more so it's really tapping into what today's consumers want. And That's I, mean, what we I, I, I think that all too often we kind of overlook that because we're either stuck in the ways of, oh, this is how things have been. And it's like not paying attention to the fact that, oh, hi, phone is right here. This is what we're doing with everything else. How can we apply this um, to this industry and in a more specific way. So, I mean, I love that you, like you were saying, like luxury is that seamless um, yeah. experience, which is so true. So, so yeah. true. Um, so interesting. So you, you started this business that, you know, a bit before, um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, but obviously being so heavily travel-based last year, I'm sure was certainly interesting as it threw all of us for a loop. Um, but I'm sure it also focused like maybe to, um, it forced many, it forced you to focus on many, many different areas um, or maybe strategies. So what changes did Journey uh, maybe make or, or adopt uh, over the past year? 
Great question, actually. Um, there's a lot. Some of them are a secret sauce, but some of okay, them I can okay. talk about. That you can um, share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's interesting you say that because it really happened and evolved that way. But basically, yeah. um, we always took the tech approach. We always mm -hmm. said we want to invest heavily in technology and offer a management service that we will be able to scale for hotels mm -hmm. and multifamilies that are zoned appropriately for short term across mm -hmm. the US and world. And that people will hire us based on the merit of our expertise and our technology. Meaning I actually can make you more money than you are making without me. Your experience is better. And so you want to scale with me to more properties, yeah. but I'm not going to overpay for a master lease, uh, you know, try to buy a deal. I'm going to truly try to earn it on the merit of my historicals on the merit of my operations and my technology. And in focusing on that, we, we had a little bit of an uphill battle, right? Cause mm -hmm. 2018, 2019, the industry was specifically the short-term rental industry was booming yeah. and people were amazing crazy amounts of venture dollars to be able to outbid each other on master leases and to buy deals and to buy yeah. deal flow. And so we had to figure out how do we earn deals without offering that type of protection yeah. and they have to do it because we really are the best operator. And that was an uphill battle at first. And what's crazy is right when we started to achieve significant okay. scale, and I'm telling you, me and my partner have to write a book one day because what we went through is like, it's like the true entrepreneurial story. It's the most difficult, complicated thing you can imagine. Yeah. But when we finally started to achieve true scale, uh, it was 2020 Q1. And come March, which was going to be the highest month in company history, literally, because March is the beginning of high season for where our properties are, and lockdowns. And... I literally was watching record breaking revenue. And then all of a sudden they I'm like, go. I almost was joking to my parents. I'm like, I hope the pandemic, this thing, whatever's going on, isn't going to affect travel. And I was almost saying that, like not thinking it would. And then boom, I mean, wow. it fell off a cliff and it was scary. Yeah. And so we actually regrouped and we said, okay, right now we're in a very tough situation, of course, but we do have a leg up because we have technology and we have a model that's asset light. So we don't have crazy liabilities. We don't have, to pay these lease payments. We're in yeah. an okay place, but revenue took a hit. So we gotta be really careful here. And one of our main goals was to be able to keep the entire team employed and you know together the entire time and not have to let anybody go. And we were fortunate in doing that, but we have to really penny pinch and be really mindful about it. And then come like, so we almost like two weeks, we, me and my partner were like frozen and like didn't know what to do. And we're like, mm -hmm. let's not do anything. Let's just digest what's going on. And come April, we started to get clarity actually the world needs exactly what we have because there are still some travel taking place even in like april like that crazy there were some yeah. people traveling yeah. or using third-party accommodations right yeah. and we're like and we do it contactless automated and and it's a variable cost model so our expenses went down too even when our revenue went down so there's something we we should maybe it's time to double down and we had to yeah. talk with our investors and they believed in us and helped us and we doubled down and actually experienced the biggest growth in company history over 2020. No way. Yeah, it was difficult at first, but we we got there, thank God. Of course, I mean, of course it's difficult, but I mean, at the same time, it's like really taking and examining the situation and being like, wait a second, there's something more here and pushing through and coming out <laughs> on the other side, just, which, which is amazing. That's so great to hear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're like, and, 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 and you know, the, the, the world is opening back up, right? We're getting somewhere now in 2021. And it's totally. like, oh, thank God.
we're starting to arrive. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. It's, it's I mean, I, I feel it. Because even just in the past, you know, couple of days, as, um, the past couple of weeks, you know, I, I've, I've been able to uh, travel quite a bit for, for work and just seeing like every time I go to the airport, uh, it's more people, more people. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people. Um, so, and speaking of that, as we're kind of talking about travel opening up, um, what, what travel trends are you foreseeing? Um, what do you think travelers might want more of or less of? Great question. And so I think that it's actually something that was started to happen prior to the pandemic. But mm -hmm. I think what happened in 2020 was it extremely accelerated this, this um, desire and this vision. And what that is, is I think the whole industry is starting to adopt is more technology, for sure. Mm -hmm is, you know, there's also a staff shortage in the country these days, right? People yes. like they got all this money for whatever, you know, PPP or unemployment yeah. benefits and things like that. And then they're also scared to come back to work and they're nervous. And there's so much uncertainty in the market. And it's also leading to staff shortages. And I think what's crazy is that because of 2020, the whole hospitality industry is realizing the need to adopt technology mm -hmm. and, um, and make things more contactless and try to make things more on demand. Yeah. And if you do that, you're going to get people to come in because you're not going to have to, let's say, loiter in a lobby with a bunch of other people or that'd be stuck. You know, uh, like if you make the flow of people move sm smoother, it's a lot safer. Right. Totally. And I think even subconsciously, people are even with the vaccine and everything, let's say, getting to the other side, mm -hmm. it's going to be in our subconscious for years to come. Mm -hmm. And so the more seamless you can make it and the more technology that I think um, hotels and hospitality industry can adopt. I think yeah. it's going to help accelerate the bounce back to people being comfortable to get out again. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, definitely the, the technology play, um, which actually leads me to my my next question, um, because there has been, and I know that you've seen this, this weird divide between technology and hospitality, and it's like, I can't, why? Like, it feels like if people have had a hard time bridging that gap for so, so yes. long. But as you mentioned, this past year has accelerated so many things and we, we are, you know, people are more open to it just because in essence, there, that was so much of a way of a new way of life. So how do you, how do you see that gap being bridged? Great question. And I think one of the reasons why it was complicated to bridge the gap is because uh, inherently you would think they are very opposite things. Hospitality yeah. intimates high touch, a lot of people here to exactly. serve you, let me serve you, let me serve you. And technology is like, oh, I'm alone, I'm autonomous, I'm on my phone, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it's the opposite, which is why I started the conversation with saying that, um, lug or, or when I was explaining journey, like to us, uh, seamlessness is the new luxury. Mm -hmm. If you can get true hospitality is giving people what they want, mm -hmm. is being in touch with what somebody wants and being able to give it to them, right? Mm -hmm. That's hospitable. That's giving someone the feeling they want to have out of the experience. And that's what I think we all have to realize. Like technology doesn't have to be counter. It doesn't have to be against hospitality. Technology can actually be, if, if it's exactly what people want, then you're giving them full control and you're giving yeah. them a hospitable experience by giving them the ability to not have to talk to anybody if they yeah. don't want to, exactly. but they could, if they want to, of course, yeah. it's always there, but you give the opportunity to have an autonomous experience. Should you want that? And, and, and I think the seamlessness and the more like making the booking process easier, making uh, check-in process easier, making talking to your concierge easier, the easier you can make it. I think that is, that to me is actually the true essence of hospitality anyway. Yeah. And I think people are all starting to realize that. Oh, definitely. And in fact, I love that you're saying this because even as, you know, me being a former concierge and with all of my hospitality background, that seamlessness um, 
it, it is, it's inherent to it. I mean, it's even that notion of, and I'm breaking this down for those that are listening as well too, because I'm sure you'll agree, is that, you know, when I would have those interactions, it's like, what am I going to do? I can't call the person 10 times to ask a question. It's like, how do we make this as seamless as possible so that they give a request, da, 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 oh, and it's all done. That, that's what people were talking about with luxury. Exactly. And if it, that's with a person, but then that's what you use the technology for. And it's, so that's how you get to kind of like combine the two. Um, Love it. And they're not different. They are very much the yeah. same. It's just a different way maybe of delivering it or putting exactly. in the request. Um, so yeah, I'm 100% I'm on board and I've definitely seen it firsthand. Um, so, uh, you, so I know that we definitely talked about, about like this hospitality and, and, um, and tech, obviously, because that is certainly like the area that you, you play in. But um, what predictions do you see in the future of travel? J I guess like in a little bit of a different way. So maybe veering away from maybe the, yeah. the tech side, but like whether it is about business travel or, or luxury travel, leisure travel, how are hotels maybe catering to um, different elements of it? So what, yeah, what, what are you kind of seeing? It's a great question. <clears throat> it's a great question. And we are in the field every day. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things, right? Being actually being a company is we also want to know about business travel and our mm -hmm. trade shows coming back and our conferences coming back and mm -hmm. when and how many people are going to be there and it's still worth it. Uh, getting back to the office and bringing the team back to the so you actually you're it's a great question. Right now, I, I, for the pandemic, it first went like virtually to nothing. Then what happened was a lot of leisure travel started to take place in local areas, right? People getting outside of the main city, whether it's in up, like going upstate New York from New York City, going to Palm Springs and um, you know, renting a house in Palm Springs or mm -hmm. wherever, uh, Big Bear Joshua from Tree, Los yeah. Angeles, right? Yeah. It's about getting, because you can't be cooped up. Being cooped yeah. up forever is not an option. It's impossible, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I think that leisure travel is already picked up tremendously. I, we, we're seeing leisure travel numbers at the same, if not greater, than before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. So for example, in Miami, we have some buildings there and we broke records this year. Wow. Now, I don't think we're like, for example, May, we had the highest month in the history of Miami. And normally, May is the beat, not the low season, it's still high, but it's the beginning of going back down for low season. <laughs> uh, this May broke every record. Now, wow. we all were hoping for that. We were hoping leisure travel is going to bring, you know, I'm sorry, the, the, also the cooped upness of the pandemic is going to bring a bounce in travel when things start to open. And I think that was evident there. Um, but I think that the next phase is how and when is business travel going to start to add to that? And we're seeing our revenues go up across the board and also business cities like Dallas, Texas, like uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we're in Tel Aviv, we're in, in the U and UK. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing some places bounce back slower than others, but we're mm -hmm. seeing a bounce back nonetheless. And I think yeah. that the future trends is going to be a big portion leisure. I do think eventually business will get back to it because mm -hmm. You know, there, I believe it's, there's going to be a hybrid model for the most part in the U.S. with like, you know, you can go into the office because people have learned, oh, I could be productive working from home. Mm -hmm. So give that as a perk, right? Work from home when you want, go to the office when you want, make it a, a hybrid. Um, but I think people miss travel. I know my team, they miss travel. They miss getting on the road, being at the conferences, meeting people in person. There's nothing like human connectivity and interaction. Mm -hmm. um, that's what makes us different is that humans can interact and talk and become friends and have communities, right? That's what makes human beings human beings. Yeah. And so... I think that business travel will bounce back. I don't know if it's going to fully bounce back 20, Q3, Q4, 2021, or if it's just going to be a start to bounce back. 
But I think mm -hmm. 2022 and 2023, for sure, you're going to see full pre-pandemic numbers, if not higher than ever before, yeah. across the board. That's my prediction. No, I, 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 it's a solid prediction. I agree with you, definitely. It's, I mean, it's exciting times ahead, and it's palpable. For sure. You, I mean, you, you, we're already seeing it, and it's like, it's just the beginning. So everybody buckle in, get ready to go for the ride. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, you know, just before we wrap up, you know, obviously as much as a challenge this pandemic has been, it's allowed for new projects and um, developments to happen. You even mentioned yourself, how you guys doubled down when it seemed like the odds were maybe not totally in your favor, but you were able to double down and make even more happen. Um, but what maybe like exciting new features, programs, what's going on um, maybe down the pipeline for Journey um, for those that are listening, what can they um, stay tuned for? Awesome. Well, a lot more destinations, a lot more cities, a lot more cool locations that you can visit and travel through the app. Through all OTAs, but specifically through your apps, you'll have this mm -hmm. on-demand experience and it's already live in the markets that we're in. We're scaling very quickly right now and we want to do that because the more, kind of like Uber, right? You can find a driver anywhere, anytime. And we want to mm -hmm. bring that to the, to the industry. We want to be like, you can find a journey unit anytime, anywhere, on-demand, right through your phone. You leave a bar, you're tired, you don't want to drive an hour back to, this, to, there, to your house, you want to stay in the city that night, on-demand, you book, you walk right in like you live there. Yeah, And that's the future. And that's what we're bringing to the market. So that's what people can expect. And more and more locations is going to make that even more and more real, right? Um, and then, of course, we're constantly, obsessively innovating on the technology, new features to the app, ability to do new things, integrations with other services, um, and just making your life and your travel life more and more seamless mm -hmm. in every nuanced way possible. And those yeah. are the two things that we're obsessively focused on right now and that people can expect to see you know, more and more announcements and more and more updates over the next you know, six to 12 to 18 months. Yes, because it is, and I ha please forgive me, it's all about the journey. Exactly. <laughs> Unintended. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> exactly. I had to. I've been holding it in this whole time. No, uh, no, but I appreciate it. This has been um, such a great conversation. Thank you so much, David. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just so excited to hear what you guys are doing. And again, you are bridging this gap and really um, emphasizing this new way of of hospitality, of of travel. Of again, like it is. I mean, and now I'm not meaning it in a, in a cheesy way, but that customer journey, you know, yeah. and, and really like tapping into that. So uh, exactly. it's, it's really commendable what you guys are doing. And um, so for those that are, are tuning in, where can they find out more information about Journey and uh, connecting with you? Um, so business-wise, uh, LinkedIn, you know, we're on LinkedIn, um, me and my, my whole team. Um, in terms of guest-facing, you know, check us out on journey.com. You'll see more about the company, the type of units, our style, the, the brand we're bringing to the world. Uh, feel free to download the app on the App Store Journey, you know, on the App Store. It's J-U-R-N-Y. Um, you know, we hope you'll love it and have a, a good experience with it. And um, I think those are the different, I'd say those are the three different main ways. Perfect, perfect. Well, we'll definitely be sure to have uh, the links to all of those uh, in awesome. the show notes. So thank you so, so much for, for chatting with us today. I mean, I, your, your energy about it is infectious. So I know Thank that you. everybody that's listening is, is going to be equally as excited as I am um, about downloading the app and, and checking it out. So really appreciate awesome. you taking Can't the wait. time. So um, for everyone that's tuning in at home, thank you as well, too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We definitely covered a lot of things. And, um, uh, you know, again, definitely feeling 
uh, excited about the future of travel. So uh, with that being said, thank you all for joining us today and continue to like and subscribe and say yes to travel.